Today on Locked On Red Wings, can Alex Lyon be the answer in the crease? And the Patrick Kane to Detroit rumors are really beginning to heat up. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ news radio podcast. Well, Scotty's host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On NHL to get $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Scotty, happy Tuesday, buddy. Happy Kenta Maeda Tuesday to you. Yes, yes. Uh, good, good signing. Talked about it yesterday, I guess. Probably today, too, on Locked on Tigers. Fun signing. Yeah, very yeah, so uh, going to talk solid. about during the offseason. What is happening with my hood, dude? This is driving me nuts. I, I don't know what is going on. With well, your okay. So, like, if I leave it like this, it's huge. Like, look, look how, like, look how big my hood is. My yeah, but like then I like try to like throw it down and it looks like mushed. Like there's no like we could just do this. I'm down. There you go. Well, hood hood up uh, hood up Tuesday. It doesn't really roll off the tongue very yeah. well. But uh, yeah, Tuesdays. So just a couple of things to really go over yeah. with on today's episode. I can't take this seriously. <laughs> um, it's just bothering me, dude. <laughs> but yeah, so just a couple of things the the Patrick Kane rumors have been swirling. I mean, since before the season even started, but July. most recently in the last week, uh, the rumors have really heated up more so. Uh, and the Red Wings are apparently emerging as one of two possible front runners for Patrick Kane. Scotty and I have talked about Patrick Kane, what twice already uh, once in the off season and once maybe even last season during the trade deadline, perhaps yeah, two the, or three times now. Yeah. Something along those lines. And, but I, I, we just felt like it'd be pertinent with the heat rumors heating up again regarding whether or not he could come to Detroit to talk about him again. And then obviously kind of carry over our conversation. We didn't talk too much about Alex Lyon because so much was happening so soon in those three starts that he had. We kind of had to gloss over his performances um, that he's been giving us recently. So I feel it pertinent. Again, there's that word again. I said pertinent again uh, to expand on that conversation. Scotty, where do you want to lead off with? Do you want to talk about Alex Lyon to start or talk about Patrick Kane? Well, I think we can talk about Kane first. Um, mm-hmm. Like obviously over the weekend, uh, there's more and more. It seems like every day there's a rumor about Kane. Uh, I know we, we were texting about it on Monday and you had said that it's like similar to Debrinket, just in the sense that like every single day there's a new update. <laughs> it's just like, Oh, we're closer, but we're closer and we're closer. But like, no one actually knows how true any of that is. And right. Um, yeah. It sounds like that. Uh, uh, I mean, there's been a few people, a lot of people, I guess, reporting on it, but it sounds like the, the wings and the Panthers seem to be like the clear cut, Uh, like top two teams that are going to kind of be in the mix here. And then there was a report as well at the Bruins where I think the quote was kicking the tires on Patrick Kane. So I I don't know to what extent kicking the tires means uh, in terms of, you know, like the the likelihood of him going to Boston. But uh, it seems to be those two and a half teams, if you want to throw Boston in there too, uh, that seem to be kind of down with 
down to the wire here. We obviously don't know anything that like the general public doesn't know. We don't have like an inside scoop or anything, but uh, it's just that the wings have been one of the more talked about teams in this. I'm not even going to call it just a saga at this point uh, for months now. And, uh, and now it finally, people are like, Oh, like after Thanksgiving, like he'll sign pretty quickly after American Thanksgiving, like just hold on. And then it was like, Oh, by the end of the weekend, like he'll sign. And then like, now it's Monday and now it's Tuesday and like still nothing here, but the wings are still heavily linked to him for sure. Yeah. And so it was Elliot Friedman on their 32 thoughts podcast who brought up the most recent news. And the most recent news was that there really was no news. Um, just the same old, same old rumors. Like you said, he reported that the Boston Bruins have been kicking the tires on him, but he had heard he had heard from one source that the Red Wings were like basically guaranteed to get Patrick Kane. He had heard from a different source that it was the Wings and the Panthers, but pretty much every single source that Elliot Friedman said he had heard from had said Red Wings and Panthers were the two teams that were really heavily involved in the negotiations with Patrick Kane. And I mean and he also said that both camps were very tight-lipped. And obviously, Steve Eisman doesn't give anything out. And Patrick Kane really doesn't want any leaks coming out because this is really, I mean, we're talking about his hockey future. Like, whether or not he'll even get a legitimate shot in the NHL again after having a hip resurfacing surgery. Yeah. And, I mean, you and I have talked about it to death, our opinions. I've softened my stance a little bit, I think, since last time we talked. You know, last time we talked, I was, like, staunchly, like, we do not need this guy. I still don't think we need him. But I've softened my stance from the perspective of, like, we don't need him, but how much can it hurt if we do get him? You know, weighing those pros and cons, obviously it's going to depend on term and salary, right, are going to be the two big sticking points. But if you get him, and I know the general managers are going to be very hesitant to give him a two-year deal after such a major surgery, if you can get him for just the rest of the year to see what he's got, I don't really see that much of a downside other than trying to find a place to fit him on the roster. Yeah. Well, I, I think that uh, honestly, I, I really do think that that is why like this standstill is kind of happening. Like I, my opinion of it is that the, the reason why it's being dragged out is because of the difference in like length in term. Uh, I, I think that, Kane wants probably as many years as like possible at this point, like at this age and with uh, the the major surgery that he went under, like that makes sense that he would not just want, you know, like uh, a rest of the year, three quarters of a season, like type of contract. And that he'd probably want a uh, like a rest of this year and rest of next year kind of deal. And I, I think that you're right. I think that front offices probably are a little hesitant to do so. I don't think that the like money is going to be like too big of a deal. I can't imagine that he thinks he's going to get a boatload and I mm-hmm. can't imagine that a front office is going to give him a boatload. So I don't think that that, that would be too much of an issue for a lot of people, but yeah, I mean like um, I know we talked about it last time, but there's just like, there's, there's major concerns for me about like uh, again if if we want to talk just like pure ceiling like obviously this dude like at one point in his life was one of the best hockey players on the planet like obviously he he is very talented (laughs) on the ice uh i I think for me it's just like at this point in his career like mid-30s coming off of a, a a major like hip surgery a major one uh like how how much 
Can he provide? Yeah, like how? What's how? You know, well, who's to say that we don't bring him in and then you know two or three weeks he's not producing anything and now we're just like in the same situation. Nothing's really changed. You you brought this, nonetheless, like the the. I don't know, I guess we'll call it like media circus that's going to like follow like that situation wherever he ends up playing. Like, uh, I just I I think there's there's still. It is very far from a guarantee that you like bring this dude in and then like whatever line you put him on is just like guaranteed scoring. It's not impossible yeah. either. Like, again, he's certainly one of the most talented people to ever like put on skates like legitimately. Yeah, like, obviously, there is the upside is there, but um I don't know. For me, I guess I just err more on like the side of caution throughout like the entire situation. And uh, some people don't. Some people err more on the side of like, what about the upside he can bring us? And, you know, like who, who's to say? We, we, nobody has a crystal ball. We'll see when he when he gets out there for whatever team signs him. But um, yeah, for me, it, it's just like more erring on side of caution throughout the whole thing. Like, I, I just I don't know how much he in his current situation is really going to help. Yeah, um, I, I got some thoughts on that, too. Uh, and you know, more on why I've kind of softened that stance, right? I give you a very general, uh, opinion on it, but first I got to talk to you guys today about sleepers. So we'll be right back in segment two. Today's episode is brought to you by sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. You know, Shane Gossespierre could go out there and be a point-per-game defenseman, which I don't know the last time the Red Wings ever had one of those. Maybe Nick Lidstrom, the year he went 80-80. and 80. I'm not trying to compare the two, but that's been a long time <laughs> since that's happened for the Red Wings. And the Red Wings themselves could hoist that Stanley Cup, and maybe Patrick Kane helps on that journey. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you need to do is pick weather studs like um, Alex DeBrinkit, Shane Gostas, Bear Dylan Larkin, Lucas Raymond, even JT Comfort will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and, and, and more in any given game. To win 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Red Wings fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and, and locational availability. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scott, Scott, you brought up a lot of really good points about, you know, what Patrick Kane could bring to the Red Wings and why maybe you're still a little, little bit hesitant. You know, so Patrick Kane, and I, I echo a lot of those sentiments. I even wrote down like a pros and cons list, like real short on here, which that didn't show up at all. Um, <laughs> and, and it's tough, right? It's really tough. You talk about to the, the pros to Patrick Kane. One, I think he's going to be a relatively cheap contract. I think it's going to be relatively short term. I don't think Steve Eisman signs more than just the rest of this year deal. And that's probably what's holding up negotiations. And you brought that up as well. You know, at this point in his career, he's won three Stanley Cups. He's looking for tenure. You know, he's trying to stay in the NHL as long as possible. I think if there was a two-year two year deal, three-year deal on the table, he would have taken it by now. I know travel's a big part of it as well. Uh, Detroit, 
especially as he is a Buffalo native. Detroit is relatively close to home for him, and the travel schedule is not too bad when you look at Eastern Conference teams. They're kind of in the heart of the Eastern Conference. Obviously, they have to make the trek to the West Coast, but that's once a year. So that's been a couple of the big boons for him coming to Detroit for him personally. And as far as the Red Wings side of things, I mean, there's the potential of linking up that Alex Dabrinkit, Patrick Kane chemistry. We all heard the rumors. Dabrinkit can't play without Patrick Kane. Well, turns out he can. He's still averaging a point per game and is on pace for 49 goals this season. But if you do link him up with Patrick Kane, and Patrick Kane is even 75% of what he was with Alex Dabrinkit, I mean, that's the makings of a really, really good hockey team. A really, really good line. I mean, you can have an all-American line of Larkin, Dabrinkit, and Kane. And even if it's over the hill Kane, like there's this that's still a pretty sexy starting line. I don't think Patrick Kane's top line ready anymore. I think more realistically, it's Comfer, Cop, and Dabrinkit, which would still be a really second second line, considering you you combine JT Comfer's playmaking ability and defensive responsibility with Patrick Kane's offensive zone IQ and playmaking ability with Dabrinkit's finishing skill. That's a lethal second line. I mean, that's a huge pro as well in as well as it's a low risk move right you get them on a short-term deal with the amount of cap space you have the upside could be monumental right you think that you get him for the rest of the year even if he provides you know last year with the combined with the blackhawks and the rangers in his worst year of his career injured he put up 57 points that's still second best on the red wings last year if he's on a 57 point pace a 60 point pace that's still well worth it in terms of point production. But at the same side, I have all my cons written now too, right? Like, I don't think he's nearly as fast as he, as he used to be. I mean, hip, resurfic- hip resurfacing surgery is incredibly difficult to come back from. Very few players in professional sports have come back from that and had an any sort of impactful impact <laughs> to on there. I know it sounds kind of contradictory or you know, impactful impact, but you know, there's very few players in professional sports who have been able to come back from that in any big type of fashion. And you, there are question marks too, about like how good he's going to be when he comes back, what his speed's going to look like. And he also doesn't address the Red Wings biggest issue, which is defense. You know, the Red Wings have depth scoring. They're getting contributions from all over the ice in the back of the net. This team sorely needs defense and Patrick Kane is very well known for not providing any defense. He's been so good offensively that he heavily outpaced any negative he brought on the ice defensively last year being the first time ever that that was not the case again, playing injured. So you really have to weigh the pros and the cons, which is why I've kind of softened my stance because if Steve Eisman goes out of his way, Scotty and signs Patrick Kane, I will trust Steve Eisman has done his due diligence to make sure that this guy is capable of playing at the NHL level. The other issue, too, is where do you fit him in the lineup? Who's the odd man out? Because right now the Red Wings have 12 NHL forwards who are all providing. You know, Kaleem Costin, is he your odd man out? He's been a healthy scratch several times, even when the Red Wings run 11. Maybe Andrew Kopp, who hasn't been providing a whole lot offensively out there. I said it. Seven points in 20 games is not very conducive of a guy you sign to a 5 by 5 deal. Um, even Michael Rasmussen, who's been underperforming, do you slide him down further in the lineup who gets outed? You know, what's the roster construction going to look like? But like I said, it's such a low risk move. And I trust Steve Eisman to do his due diligence that if Patrick Kane comes to the Detroit Red Wings, I trust that this guy is going to help produce more goals in the back of the net. 
but he just cannot be an absolute defensive liability. And because if that's the case, then how is he going to fit into this system that Derek Luone is trying to um, propagate? Yeah. And like, if there were already those statements about his defense when he was healthy and younger, him in his mid thirties coming off of massive hip surgery, I don't think is, is a very good, uh, very good sales pitch for that changing. Um, but that being said, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. I mean, like the the no one is going to deny the upside of like he what he could potentially bring. And like you said, last year was the worst year of his career, and it was still would have been one of the best point producers on the wings. Obviously, there there are uh there is production that he could provide this hockey team. Uh no one, myself included, is going to deny that. It's just uh I thinking ahead for me and and again like maybe i'm just being like too pessimistic about the situation but uh, i i just i i i don't see him doing you know like going and getting you know like 60 70 points or at least that pace um for the wings the remainder of the way i i just um i i think it's uh there, there are there are you know less productive additions that have been made in November almost mm-hmm. December like that's you know certainly free agency is usually very much dried up by now and and uh and we're talking about potentially adding a, a piece that could produce points obviously that's um that that's something that usually isn't available and I understand that too but I I just I I I have serious concerns about like the upside that he could bring. That's all. Yeah, me too. I mean, that's why ultimately my stance still is. I don't think that the Red Wings need him for what this team's needs are right now. Uh, I just don't see how he fits. And then, you know, basically I don't see how he fits is essentially what it is. Uh, and like, but at the, the end of the time, day, I, I I agree with the sentiment you said about about Iserman. Like if exactly if Iserman did his homework and and thinks that he's you know like gonna come in and and produce, then <clears throat> then you know he he better <laughs> yeah <laughs> any better and like he'll he'll come in and and we'll see what happens. And um, obviously, if he if he comes in and and does look good and and looks solid and and is a point producer, then then this call, conversation is uh, is null. That's exactly it. I mean, that's where I come from. If if they do sign him, I won't be upset because I will trust that Steve Eisenman has done his due diligence and that this is going to be such a low-risk deal that it's not really going to hurt them in the end either. So that's where I come from it. Again, basically reiterating what we said last time, just with a little bit more of a softened stance on my part because yeah. I'm not going to be upset if they sign him. Cool. Patrick Kane, hey, one of the best hockey players of all time. I can't really complain too much. Um, anyway, Scotty, we're going to take another quick break, and when we return, Let's uh, talk about Alex Lyon and whether or not he is the answer for the Detroit Red Wings goaltending woes. If you're running a business of one, you're wearing many hats in your day-to-day. With collective bookkeeping and accounting, you don't need to be one of them. You can start saving thousands of dollars and hours of your time by letting Collective handle your business's paperwork. Collective is the number one financial solution for freelancers, contractors, and self-employed entrepreneurs that lets you focus on your passion, not your paperwork. Let Collective handle all of the paperwork you dread, like corporate formation and compliance, taxes, bookkeeping, accounting, and even payroll. The best part, it's a fraction of the cost of a CPA. Collective knows that if your business... uh, if your business of one makes over $80,000 a year, you can you will find most of the value from their services. Join the thousands of solopreneurs 
and save an average of $10,000 per year on taxes with their structure. Right now, Collective is offering one month free and no onboarding fee when you go to collective.com slash locked on NHL. That's a $550 value for free when you go to collective.com slash locked on NHL. Again, that is collective.com slash locked on NHL. And just tell them locked on NHL sent you. Segment three, Locked on Red Wings podcast. Uh, Scotty and I wrapped up our thoughts on Patrick Kane. Basically, don't we don't think we need him, but we won't complain if we get him. Scotty, let's move on now to Alex Lyon. He has played three games with the Detroit Red Wings after waiting an entire month of the first half, or the entire first month of the season, sitting out, waiting for his chance in net. He finally got it over in Sweden. And uh, he hasn't really given them a reason to not keep going back to him since then. Uh, a 3-2 loss against the Toronto Maple Leafs, that was not his fault. A 16-save shutout of the New Jersey Devils. And a 37-goal, or 37-save game against the Minnesota Wild. It, it begs the question, right? Like, can Alex Lyon be the answer in net for the Detroit Red Wings? And if not, what is the solution? Uh, I mean, bro, is there a uh, is there a a random goalie free agent out there that we can maybe discuss on November twenty eighth, right? And if like, there is, I think Ken Holland probably has dibs. Right. <laughs> we could talk half an hour about them. Um, yeah, man. Like, I, I, as far as a solution goes, I, you, you better pray that it's one of the three dudes on your roster. Because if it's not, then you're host. Like, that's it. You're you're toast for the year. Um, as far as Lyon goes, I agree that he should get more opportunity. He's done well in his right. first two opportunities. Uh, but as far as like declaring him like the answer to like the goalie situation, I mean, like no, like. <laughs> It's bad. like I've been the biggest advocator for this dude on the planet to get more playing time. I've been barking up that tree since like week one. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm not going to come on here and say that he's like the answer to to, to the Red Wings goalie problems. He, he's played two games like, you know what I mean? Two, three games. Yeah. Like, he, no, like I, I don't think that he, he he's going to stay this hot and, and be, you know, like as good what do you have like a 974 last game like he uh like nine you know, five in his three games total what does he have a nine five in his three games yeah dude like that obviously that's not gonna sustain he's not gonna he's not gonna hold that up um throughout like the rest of the entire season uh and and i don't even really expect him to be like you know like solidified starting goalie like no you 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 play the hot hand you continue to do what you've been doing uh but you really, really, really need Billy Huso to be good. Like that's really what like all of this comes down to. You you have inconsistency in Reimer. You have, uh, uh, I guess we'll call it inconsistency in Lion. Like you have a, a a guy who's thirty and has been a backup his entire career. Like that's and if that's, that. Say what? If that. Right. Yeah. Like that, and that's fine. Like again, he's been producing. I want this dude to play more. I've been the biggest advocate for it. But like, no, like. The answer, I don't think the answer's proven itself if it's on the roster right now. I think that's a that's an unknown answer and or an unknown question, rather. And if uh again, like you you better you better hope that that, that it's at least one of them. Uh, because because if it's not and, and Lion does 
you know, come back down to earth. And, and Reimer does stay like this really like inconsistent or, or not going to play too terribly often. And, and Huso struggles like he did the first, you know, three weeks of the season. You're, you're, you're in for a long one. And, uh, and, and signing a 35 year old forward or not, you're, you're in for a long rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, Here's the thing with Alex Lyon right now. I mean, we know he is capable of going on incredible hot streaks. We saw it last year with the Florida Panthers. He is pretty much the reason the Florida Panthers made the playoffs. I think he played like 13 games last year and just was lights out for the Panthers down the stretch. And so seeing him do this, I'm not very surprised. But to your credit, exactly as you said, Scotty, I mean, historically, this guy is at best a backup in the NHL. Um, he talked to, he even talked about his frustrations early on in his career about not getting opportunities at the NHL level. And I don't think there's much of a difference here with the, the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, it's great that he's playing really well. And he, you could, people could have said that in the game against the New Jersey devils, he didn't, you know, he got the shutout, but he wasn't really tested because he wasn't, he faced the one high danger shot in that entire game, 16 total. Uh, but the Minnesota wild game, he absolutely earned that win. I uh, 37 saves, seven of them. Seven of those saves were in high danger areas. I mean, he had to make some big time saves. And I mentioned it in yesterday's episode with the Minnesota Wild. Like the one thing he was doing that other goalies on this roster were not doing was swallowing the puck. He wasn't giving up rebounds. And that only serves to help yourself cut down on follow up high danger chances. And you don't give up a rebound. Not only are you helping your team, but you're helping your own workload as well. And so he's done a very good job of that in his first three games. He's only given up goals in three periods so, or two periods so far with the Detroit Red Wings, four goals across three games, which is fantastic when you look at it. And considering three of those came in the third against the Toronto Maple Leafs on the second half of a back-to-back playing five defensemen because you lost Wallman early in the game. It's really hard to argue that line's been very, very good. And if you're Derek Lalonde, you absolutely ride this hot hand as long as you can. And he's been 100%. he's been a proponent of that, of riding hot hands for as long as possible. Um, but at the same time, you can't give Alex Line every single start, right? Like Vili Huso, this team is committed to Vili Huso being the starter for the time being, correct? And he had a great game against the Boston Bruins, which is the second best team in the NHL at the time was the best team in the NHL before back-to-back losses to the Red Wings and the Rangers put the Rangers on top who you're playing on Wednesday. So look forward to that game. It's you got to keep getting Vili Husso in the crease to keep his confidence and build his confidence back up. Cause Vili Husso is also a very talented netminder who's had struggles with rebound control. And I think his glove hand, but at the same time we talk about it, he can make very acrobatic saves, but just gives up those softies. So while Alex Lyon's been the hotter goalie, you know, you got to continue putting Vili Husso in the net to make sure that he doesn't completely lose his touch. So I think what you're looking at right now is probably what you saw over the weekend. I think you're going to probably see a 50-50 split for the time being, and I'm perfectly okay with that. I think that's right. Because like I was arguing with James Reimer just a couple of weeks ago when he was playing well, you don't want to give James Reimer, too many starts. You don't want to give Alex Lyon too many starts because then what's going to happen is you're going to overwork them, overload them, and they're going to fall back down to earth. These spot starts for Alex Lyon is what is working so well for him right now. And I think that if you keep doing these split starts with Vili Husso and Alex Lyon, then perfect. And if Alex Lyon proves that he's the better goalie than Vili Husso in those 50-50 you know, starts, then you start to give Alex Lyon a little bit more of the workload until he does fall back down to earth. But for the time being, you don't want to overwork Alex Lyon. 
And I mean, that's the, that's, that's what it comes down to. I don't think Alex Lyon is the answer long-term, but right now he has been, he, he has been the answer for the last four games. Billy Husso, really nice game in the mix there. But before that, we had serious questions about in that because James Reimer was starting to show cracks and Billy Husso hadn't been very good. So Alex Line has been the best goalie so far this season, granted in just three games played, but you ride that hot hand as much as you can without overworking him. Yeah, man. I, I mean, you, you, again, like long-term, we, we can argue until we're blue in the face. I, I don't think that that <clears throat> answer has been very clear. <laughs> Uh, if it's, if it is even on this roster at all, but, uh, yeah, for right now, like, obviously you just keep playing whoever's been like good lately and, uh, you, you need like to, to play who so like, you can't just not play Billy who so you, you have to continue to play him. He did good his last time out. That's a great sign. That hopefully is a great step in the right direction. Um, but like, yeah, man, you, you just, you gotta, you, you just keep playing who, who's hot. You have three goalies. You have three goalies on your roster. Like it, like maybe we, <laughs> we, we shuffle them around and play the goalie that is playing the best lately and hope that we can piece together the rest of this season. Yeah. I mean, you talk about the solution in that, uh, Sebastian Costa with the Grand Rapids Griffins right now is an eight, nine, eight save percentage. Uh, that doesn't sound too impressive. I'm sure a lot of Red Wings fans are going, Oh, bust. Griffins have been kind of rough the start of the season record-wise. This is a team with a new head coach behind the bench. This is also a very young team, typically in the AHL. Teams with a lot of high-end young prospects don't do that well. Because think of it like men's league, right? When you go to, comparing the professional hockey AHL level to men's league, but it kind of is the same in this vein. Like When you go to men's league, a lot of times your young teams don't run the gambit and dominate because it's a different style of game. A lot of times those older guys are going to dominate, and that's what happens in the AHL. Your veteran-laden, vet, AHL vet-laden teams are the ones who typically do well yeah. record-wise. Well, with teams like the Grand Rapids Griffins this year, it's all about development. And we start, we are starting to see some of those guys come alive. I believe Bergeron just had a two-goal or two-point night the other night. I saw uh, Mazer starting to heat up as well as Hannes. So, like, things are starting to turn around for the Griffins. But you see the 898 save percentage for Sebastian Costa. I'm not sounding the alarms. I think that's definitely a step up over what we saw last year. And in some of those games, he's been lights out. So, I love what I've been seeing out of him. And do not sleep on Trey Augustine with Michigan State University. His freshman year, second-round pick by the Detroit Red Wings out of the USNTDP. Um, like I said, freshman year with Michigan State. He's got 911 save percentage. He led them in victories over, you know, some of the top-rated teams in the country. Uh, just this past weekend, a couple weekends on road trips. Also, shout out Red Savage, transferred to Michigan State. He's point per game right now. So, fourth round pick, Red Savage, who we've had sure. on this podcast like a year and a half ago. People Killing forget. It. People forget. So, you have some talent in the pipeline. But for the time being, like these three guys, if you're going to make the playoffs, like, yeah, you're going to need a goalie to get hot. Alex Stein's hot right now. But also, Red Wings are going to have to continue to do a good job of insulating their goaltenders. And they've done that these last three games. And that's for why sure. they've seen success. Absolutely. Any final thoughts? We ball, baby. We do ball. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow, a game preview of the game against the New York Rangers. We do not we do not forget. We did not forget about what they did to us last time. So hopefully the Red Wings come out with a little bit more of a pep in their step again at Madison Square Garden. This is twice this month they've had to go to New York to play the Rangers. That's rough. But let's hope that this time it goes a little bit better for the winged wheel team. I would hope so. So, all right. You said we ball, right? I did. All right. Same time.
Same place to your team every day. Every day.